Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, you've decided to take a theme of programmes entitled The Gospel. So why is this? We must never get away from the basic truths of the gospel. And I've been speaking at a number of meetings recently in different places uh, to people who know the gospel very well in the main. However, when you really look at what is going on in their lives, some of the decisions they make and the attitudes they have, it's quite apparent that although they know the gospel, they're not necessarily living according to the gospel. They're not necessarily applying the basic truths of the gospel to their everyday lives. It's almost as if uh, that gospel truth is a foundation to their lives, but they've built all kinds of different things on it. Now, the scripture warns us, be careful how you build. And whatever we're building on the foundation of truth that has been laid in our lives, we must build according to the word of God. We must build according to the principles of the gospel. So you're suggesting that we've lost sight of the central belief of our faith. I believe it's very easy to do that. And I think a lot of people have done that without necessarily realizing that's what they've done. And when I've brought people back to the basic truths of the gospel, they found it so liberating. And people have said, oh, I needed to hear that again. I need to come back to these truths because they had such an impact on my life at the beginning of my Christian walk. And I just realized how I've taken a whole lot of things for granted and I've got away from those basic truths. Now, have you been teaching this recently to people? Yes, I have. Yes, in many different contexts. And um, uh, the Spirit of God has moved very powerfully wherever I've, I've been doing this, which is very interesting, you see, because, of course, the gospel and the, uh, or the word of God, that is, and the Spirit of God belong together. The gospel is the word of truth and uh, the... Um, Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he wants people to be living in the good of what Jesus has done for them. So during this week, are you going to be taking us back to those basic truths? Yes, absolutely. That's where we're going to begin. And Paul says in the first chapter of Romans, a verse that is very well known, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. So as Christians, we're called to live by faith in these basic truths of the gospel. So what really is the gospel? We know that the word means good news. It's the good news of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. But before we can appreciate the good news, we have to understand the bad news. And uh, it's very important, therefore, not that we, we uh, look at the bad news with any sense of judgment, but just to realize what it is that we need to be saved from. 
um, when uh, John is explaining what Jesus was talking about, uh, the need for him to be lifted up, and when he is lifted up, he would draw all men to himself. Um, we read this in, in John chapter 3. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Now that has to be our starting point. The bad news is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, God created mankind to know his glory. Sin robs people of that glory, robs them of the relationship with God that he intended for mankind. So Jesus needed to come to save us out of that position of being judged, found guilty, and condemned by God because of our sin. Now, that is the condition of the whole of humanity. All have sinned and fall short of glory of God. All, therefore, are under this condemnation. And the only way out of that condemnation is by faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us. So, you see, the, the word says that whoever believes in him, believes in Jesus, believes in what he has said and done, is not condemned. So this is the good news that God wants to take us out of judge, the judgment we deserve, out of condemnation, and bring us back to himself, back into unity with him, back into a relationship of righteousness, of being right with God, of being one with God. Now, we have to appreciate that there is no way that we could get into that relationship of righteousness with God by our own efforts. And we Christians carry around in our Bible the Old Testament, which is about three times as long as the New Testament. And that Old Testament is there for a number of reasons, but one of the main ones is it's a constant reminder to us that we cannot win God's approval by our own efforts. We cannot get into relationship with God by obeying the law of God. Because of our intrinsically sinful nature, we always fail when we depend upon ourselves to do the will of God, to live in the way that God wants us to live. So we have needed to be rescued. When we talk about being saved, that's what we mean. We need to be rescued out of this condition where it is impossible for us to please God in our own strength. This is why Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. There's nothing you can do to please God until you are taken out of that place of condemnation and made one with him. So the first step in believing the gospel is to accept that all have sinned, that we have sinned. Well, nobody gets saved. Nobody is born again until, first of all, they have faced the fact that they are a sinner in need of salvation, in need of God, in need of Jesus. Now, people might not use those words, but they 
have this conviction of sin and they know that they need forgiveness. Without that forgiveness, there is no salvation. And that forgiveness is the work of God's mercy. And mercy is the first way in which we experience God's love. Now, of course, all this is made possible through the cross. And so we have to understand the cross if we understand salvation. And although it's true, it's true too trite just to say, Jesus died to save me from my sins. The cross is so much more important uh, than, than just a forgiveness of sins, although it must, it has to include the forgiveness of sins. But on the cross, Jesus broke the power of sin as well as forgiving sins. He made it possible for us to be delivered from the judgment, the condemnation, from what the scripture calls the dominion of darkness, where Satan really has control, that the cross saves us out of Satan's control, saves us from the power of sin as well as from being sinners. He not only forgives us, but he delivers us completely from everything that has fouled up our lives previously. So to understand uh, the full blessing of what God does when we are born again and come into relationship with him, we have to understand the cross. And tomorrow, I will really be focusing just on the cross, why it was necessary for Jesus to die that kind of death. You see, um, if all that was required was for Jesus to die for us, a Roman soldier could just have run his sword through Jesus and killed him, and he would have died for us. But actually, it was very important that Jesus should die the death of a condemned criminal, although he was innocent. And the reason for that is that God was showing us his judgment on sin, that actually because all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, we are all, before we're born again, we are all like condemned criminals. And what Jesus suffered was really the punishment, the execution, if you like, of the punishment that we all deserve. So it was like a very dramatic portrayal by God to the whole of mankind. This is what you deserve, but I have sent my son to die for you, to experience all this on your behalf so that you do not have to bear the punishment of the condemnation of a criminal which you deserve, but instead you can be set completely free from everything and the consequences of everything that you have done against God, against others, every sinful action in your life. So the cross makes it possible for us to know what Paul calls the glorious freedom or liberty of the sons of God because we know we're completely forgiven. And tomorrow I'll explain how that works. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 